Hi, Peter Bulker here and welcome to today's edition of The Transition Guide. Now today I want to speak to you about the 4Q conversations and how it's important that you've got your finger on the pulse when it comes to your customers, their marketplace and the industries that you serve, especially with things changing at the rate that they're changing as we speak. Now where did the 4Q conversations originally originate from? Well they originated from IBM back in the late 80s, early 90s, and was introduced by the CEO at the time, Louis Gessner. Now, when Louis took over of IBM, IBM were heading towards bankruptcy. The reality was that with IBM, they had lost touch with their marketplace, they had lost touch with their customers, and as he would call it, at the time, they were suffering from Ivy, it was Ivy Tower Syndrome. They were more concerned about corporate jets and benefits and perks than they were the markets that they served. So in order to rectify that, Louis really needed to get a handle as to where IBM were. So he devised the four Q's questionnaires. So the first one was, he needed to know how his customers were doing. So what he would do, he sent his executives out and they were gonna have these conversations. First question was, how are you doing? Mr. Customer, are you okay? Is there anything right in your business? Is there anything we can help you with? Because at the end of the day, the health of the customer will determine whether or not we'll get business from them. And it's not just about selling them stuff. We've got to be prepared to help our customers. Because if our customers do not survive, it makes our life a lot more difficult. So it's all about how the customer was. Second question was, what's going on in your neighborhood? what's going on in their marketplace. And what we needed to find out was, how's the industry doing? And who better to ask than the customers we're serving that live in that industry day in, day out. And what we were doing, we were looking for market trends. We were looking for what information we could gain to say, okay, where is it going? Is it heading towards a boom? Is it heading towards a bust? Is there anything that we need to readjust? Because at the end of the day, if we're serving a market, that's gonna have a downturn. There's nothing we can do to influence that. That's gonna affect our business. We need to be prepared for that. Number three, what are you hearing about our competitors? See, we always look at looking at our competitors. What are they doing? No better people to ask than our current customers because our, our competitors are gonna want their custom. So they're gonna be marketing like heck to these people. So if we're asking our customers, okay, so what you're hearing, the good, the bad, and the ugly, we get a real sort of indication of where they're at. And more importantly, do we need to make any adjustments? And finally, how are we doing? Because we want to make sure that we are serving our customers the way they need to be served. And we're not always going to get it right. We're not always going to be on that finger on the pulse. And sometimes we're scared to ask that question, how are we doing? Because feedback can be a bitch and it can be a bitter pill to swallow. But unless we've got that information, how can we change and get it right? And actually, if we are getting it right, happy days. It's a good feel, good factor. It's a good to feedback to the team that we're getting it right. Now, once we've got that information, we've got to digest it. But most importantly, we've got to act upon it. So if we, don't have, if we don't do nothing with the information, we're just gonna set ourselves up for a fall. 
And it was this information that IBM gathered that forced it to start rethinking its future because it realized at the time that it couldn't compete with Dell. Dell were the new people on the block. They were highly innovative and they were kicking IBM's backside in desktop machines and servers. And IBM had to make that pivot and change its business model. Had it not done that, it wouldn't be here today. And if you look at IBM now, its market's totally different. It's actually one of the world leaders in artificial intelligence, which it wasn't and probably wouldn't have been had it not been for this process. So what do you need to do to get the 4Q process working in your business? Now, if you would like to look at the 4Qs in any more detail, you want to get a bit more of an idea of how you could adopt it, head over to balka.com and get in touch with me and let's look at how we put the 4Qs into your business and more importantly, how do we put the framework in place so that once you get the data back, we get it actioned so there's positive change. Now, hopefully you've loved today's episode. It's added a lot of value to you. And if it has, please like, comment, because I'd love to know what you think. So share with me your thoughts. You might have some questions you want answered. Put it in the comments section and share it with others. The more that we get this out there, the more I'll be sort of inclined to say, okay, do you know what? I'm making an impact with you. Let's do some more different episodes. And also you may want to put into the comments stuff that you would like me to record for you, stuff that you would like covered. So just please interact. And more importantly, remember, failing to learn is learning to fail. And more, most importantly, please stay safe. The world is going through the most interesting period right now. We've just got to be really cautious and vigilant.